Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. We are here. It is Fret Talk Podcast number 248. You are joined by me, the Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined once again by Lee. Say hi, Lee. He is in a bathroom. I am in a bathrobe, yes. And we have got a third and final host today. Who is it? Is it Matt? Is it Josh? Drum roll, please. Oh my oh God, Josh. It's definitely not Matt. It's Josh. It's your chunky boy. Oh, I've dropped me. I've dropped me notes. Dropped them. There we go. So it's uh, episode number two. Oh, it's not anymore. It's eight, eight HS. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> It is episode number eight HS. It's eight. What, that time went well sorry, quick, man. Two, four, eight. And today we are talking to our cornucopia of hosts. How are we, gentlemen? Are you doing well? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, not too bad. Schwid, Schwid, um, Lee. Lee, 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 Lee. What have you been up to this week? Uh, I've been... Too I've been sexy cool, for actually. my shirt. Too sexy. You had a really kind of right-said-Fred vibe going on with that. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> I'm too sexy for my midi. <laughs> because that's what I've been doing. I've managed to um, work out some kinks of my, um, of my board, my big board. So I've managed to work out how to... <laughs> What? <laughs> I was going to go with uh, it's F sharp and then it goes down to E and then it's up to A if it's the kinks. Dum, da, dum, da, 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 dum. <laughs> Indeed, that's it. Or <laughs> da, 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 the other one. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. That's the one, yeah. Da, 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 da. Which ben is... Halen. Da, 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 da. Ben Halen. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Joe, you know what? My first time I ever got on stage, right? We were, um, I know that song, word for word, from the Kinks. Know it really, really, really well. Mate said to me, we were quite young. He was like, oh, look, we're going to play this. Do you want to go up and sing it? I was like, yeah, yeah, go on. I can do that. Go up there. Complete silence. All just of the words. <laughs> yeah, all of yeah. the words had gone. Went red, panicked, just like felt like an absolute tosser. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that still happens to me these days. I need to have a lyric sheet in front of me, even if I know the words to the song. Guaranteed, like, three seconds before I've got to sing the opening line, my mind will absolutely blank. I was in a free piece for a while where I was singing and the only guitarist. Plus all my pedals and everything so I can get, like, harmonies and all that sort of thing. And it was basically make or break. Yeah, <laughs> you had to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really love being in three pieces. It's just oh, so much better. So I would, much better. I'd be absolutely cacking my pants. I wish I wasn't the one singing. I think everyone else did as well. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. All right, um, so yeah, I I managed to work out on the um, the core a couple of things. So on my GT one thousand core, I couldn't find my cabs on there for love nor money. I just didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, and um, I found out the boss actually has this kind of um, 
my, my contacts at Boss are away on holiday. Um, so <laughs> one of them messaged me and they said, oh, why don't you try the um, email service, uh, which I did. And I've been emailing backwards and forwards with this dude um, called Hugh. And um, he, he's been really, really helpful. And he's helped me find my cabs on my core. Um, I've also managed to work out, I did this on my own, but I worked out how to run uh, ins and outs on the effects and out from the cores for a separate line out so I can run my third amp um at, on my board so I can run a third amp so I can run a wet dry wet rig and at the same time still use the core for uh effects you know post onto the other yeah. two amps. Yeah 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 which is okay. super cool. <laughs> so the, um, so two of the amps are coming from the core is that or is that no 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 uh into the ESA and then um out of the ESA a a dry signal to a third cab, um, which will just basically be just a clean signal, so I can get my dry signal. I might be reverb or whatever on that. Yeah. Uh, but also the signals going into the core and out of the core, back into the ESA, and then off to my two victory amps as well. Oh, okay, okay. If I want to, if I want to, I sound like Billy. What's her name? Because I want to. Because I want to. <laughs> Billy Piper. <laughs> Yeah, like Rose, <laughs> much, much, yeah, much more commonly known for her acting career these days. Not the yeah. the one song and then the follow up single that no one remembers. What was that? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> That's the point. I remember she did because I want to, and I think in the video for it, she was sat on a skate ramp. So yeah. Um... So I've managed to do that for the core, so I can run it out to my victory amps if I want to. I can so I can have it completely bypassed if I want to, but I can also have it at all times running out to have a um, have a dry out, um, and then I can make my two victory amps um, stereo wet and so on, so like so forth, which is great. And I've managed to work out how to get the air step to control the um, ESA and I've, I've started building a patch for that as well so I can now sh- share that patch with other ESA users. Okay, so you using the air step as as a remote to do yep. so you can have like, basically have all of your board and the ESA as the brain like way way off stage and then just have the air step up front just to switch patches. Mm-hmm. Or were no, you having per- that in conjunction with the AS8? Yeah, so the purpose of having the air step is not for live playing because I don't do any of that at the moment. But if I were, if I were live playing, yeah. I wouldn't have the air step on. I would just be using the ES8 with the board on the floor. Okay. But when I'm doing video demos or when I'm um, in the studio, I can have my board right next to me, have all my effects um, there, but when I'm playing a recording, I can switch between it with the air step on the floor. Yeah. Likewise, when I'm uh, making a video, I've I've left the space on my board because I've been wiring my boards up. So I've left the space there for a couple of pedals that I'm demoing to go into the middle, um, which will go into a couple of loops, obviously, on the uh, board. Um, but yeah, I'll be able to control it all from the floor, but have it at a height where I can access it with my fingers. Um, so it just means I'm going to be able to switch in other effects when I'm playing and this, that, and the other. Also, if I was using it live, I could use the air step if I was on a big stage. So if I was like across the other side of the stage <laughs> and I was like, but this isn't going to happen. All right, calm my, down. My, my little Fucking Kirk Hammett with your 
five remote ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's just not. It's not. It's not going to yeah. happen, is it? So, yeah. So on my board now, I've got um, I've got the Kraken. The Jack's on its way. Um, I've got the SY two hundred. I've got the uh, Micro Pitch. I've got the GT one thousand Core, DL four, and um, I'm going to have the plus pedal on the floor as well, off off the side of it, because I like to do those like freeze tones as well. I got to play a plus pedal uh, recently. Oh, did you? Was I it good? Did. did you enjoy it? Well, well was good. we're going to talk about it a little bit later because it ties in with somewhere that I went this week. Somewhere Gee. pretty, pretty brumtastic. <laughs> I've also built a second board. So where I've taken my um, Victory Duchess off this board, yeah. I've made a second board, which is all analog. Now, there's some pros and cons to this, right? Firstly, I usually run everything for a switcher. So when I'm running straight to the amps yeah. and I've got nothing in between or just maybe one pedal in between, there's no signal loss. There's no interaction of other pedals being turned on and off and changing all the levels and all these sort of things, which is something that generally happens on bigger boards when you don't have a switcher. And I, I f- kind of forgot all about it because I haven't had to deal with it for such a long time. Um, not that I forgot about it, but you, you kind of get complacent yeah, in... Yeah, so it gets to the back of your mind, yeah. Wind up windows in your car, you know, because <laughs> no one has them anymore. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's um, a bit annoying. So I can hear the signal loss. I, I know if I was to plug straight into the amp, it would be a very different story. Yeah. Um, so I can hear the signal, even though there are buffers on there, I can hear the um, the tone suck on the, on the way through. Um, uh, the... The other thing is running into mono now is like just feels weird just running into just one amp. Yeah. On the upside, I can dial in tones really quickly. No MIDI, no fucking about, no no screens. <laughs> just like a shit yeah. ton of pedals, but it's um yeah, I can just say, okay, that does that, that does that. And I've, I came up with a bunch of really great tones in a very short period of time. Nice. Yeah, That's you've nice. Uh, you've you've been uh, been really going at this this new board, haven't you? To it's all it all in aid to get uh, get your video demo rig set up, hasn't it? Yeah, and that's gonna. I've been thinking about this this kind of transition period of moving everything down there. I, I kind of need to get everything sorted down there, but also. We've got guests coming this weekend and I kind of need to make a bit more room in this room that I'm in currently yeah, um, for them to move around because it's a bit of a mess in here at the moment because as you can see, I've got like boards, pedal boards sticking out my bloody... <laughs> just, it's just yeah. pedal boards everywhere. It's just a, a nightmare. So, um, yeah, I, I'm. there might be a transition period between me moving down to me being able to actually make videos. <laughs> so it could be awkward. I'm not sure how I'm going to go about it, but you have very, very recently. You you made a a little bit of a demo of the DL4. Yeah, that was good. That was um. Yeah, I've got to make two more of them. So I I demoed all the legacy uh, demo uh, settings on there. Yeah, and Line Six were very happy with that as well. Um, and now I'm gonna 
go through and I'm going to demo a uh, all the helix dem- all the helix uh, delays, and then I'm going to do yeah. all the reverbs as well. Yeah, because the uh, the DL4 has got all of the original um, DL4 settings on, but then it's also got like uh, an updated one taken from the the HX series of products, um, and it's one for one of each of the old ones, isn't it? But then on top of that, you've also got an additional reverb as well from the Helix units as well. Yeah, I found out something new about the DL4 Mark II the other day as well. What were you saying? Do you remember the um, the really cool function you had on the Boss RC5 where you could pl- uh, plug it in MIDI uh, to your MIDI switcher and then you could assign different functions to the buttons on your MIDI switcher? Sure. So rather than just having on... like. You know, on a loop, you normally have start, stop, hold it to undo, or press it. Again yeah, it's all on one button. Exactly. With um, with the R the RC five, you can assign different functions to the different switches. So you can have start on one, stop on another, and yeah. so on and so forth. And you can have rewind and that. You can do exactly the same thing with a DL four. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so it means I don't need to have the looper on my board. So it's made yeah. even more space. Nice. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we had what? What have we had after that on pedal boards? Doing? We haven't had anything this week, have we? No. Have we got anything lined up? I don't think so. Okay. I think my uh, my next video should be cropping up next week. I've not recorded any of it yet, though. So we will see. <laughs> we will see. Uh, I've got an idea for it though. So we'll, um, I'll, I'll keep you on. Um, keep the keep the suspense there for now. Um, Perfect, baby, you were mentioning stereo setups earlier. Yes, I was. I'm going to give a shout out to um, a couple of my um, my followers on the budget pedal budget pedal chap youtube channel um have been asking me about um getting the the uh patches for my no talk all tone clean tone um so i did that not so long ago i put it up um under like whatever it is like tone whatever it's on my uh, it's on my community tab anyway so if you if you go on uh, budget, you, budget pedal chap YouTube channel. You can find it, but I've also got my finger out and put on the stereo patch from Pedal Boards of Doom, the the driven one and the clean one, and I fixed the little issues that that had been brought up. Like someone had pointed out that I'd summed it to mono right at the end with a compressor. Um, I had enough DSP to turn that mono compressor into a stereo one. So they are now both fully stereo patches. Nice. And they nice, sound nice. massive. The DL4 demo I did is in stereo as well, so you can get the ping pong. Did you hear that? When, um... I didn't. I listened to it on my phone, unfortunately. Uh, well, it's always time for a re-listen. Do you know what? I, I had over an hour's worth of footage that I'd bounced down into six minutes for that. <laughs> I can imagine so. Mm. It's one of those puddles that you can easily get lost in. 
Yeah, there was that, and there was like dialing in the tones and everything along those lines. So, so I kind of like I didn't just want to just go between the modes and uh, and like go one, two, three, four, five because they are, um, they are very different. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a quite an expansive pedal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I th- I think you find that with delays that we had the same thing with Josh's one when he gave me the footage for it to to edit down. It was like twenty minutes, and I bounced it down into like. Eight minutes or something like that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. The RE two, indeed, indeed. Yeah, we've. I just got to lost playing that. (laughs) And that's that's a great great sign, isn't it? I need to do uh, the TC Bucket Brigade one soon because we've got the DL four, which is uh, this massive, like multi um, multi delay pedal. Then the RE two, which is slightly smaller. And then we need to bring out the the bucket brigade, which is basically just one delay sound. We're uh, currently in the midst of demoing that this week on Timepedia. So if you uh, get it out, we can maybe do a little tandem release. Yeah, I've done one. Uh, look, I did the uh, no talk or tone last week, on it. So it was released last week, and, and the uh, the video's done pretty well actually. So for any of you YouTube people, it, it, it was a two out of ten. Which is pretty good. So a ten ain't bad, as Meatloaf once said. <laughs> I don't think that's what he said. It was something along those lines, I'm sure. Joshy, Josh, Josh, what are we saying? Wagwan. I have been binging the new Ramstein album constantly <laughs> for the last week. Nice, <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. Is it both angry and German? Yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, the, the, I have to say it's the best mix they've had on an album. Yeah, the mix is trim, oh, it's it's so good, so fucking good. It's really good. No? I really really like that album. It it might have now become my favorite album that they've done. Oh no, Mutter's still the best. But oh, I I think it's better than Mutter. I I, I must admit. It is good. It is good. So if you think that the new Ramstein album is better than Mutter, put it in our uh, I, Facebook I, group. I, I, I highly doubt that there's going to be many people commenting about that in our uh, in our community, but I could be wrong. If you know what these two are going on about, comment in our Facebook community. <laughs> My wife even liked the album. My wife. And I have, like, we were talking about, I have a video planned for Pedalboards of Doom, and I'm hoping to film it tomorrow, which in this case, the video will be coming out tomorrow, I hope, providing all goes to plan. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, I mean, if if it doesn't, you can have next week's slot, because it'll give me a bit more time to record. But I will give you a little sneak peek behind the curtain and tell you what the video title is going to be. Mate, okay. the curtain's right next to you. We can see you. I don't, I don't, I don't know. What yeah, if that curtain was closed, window. we wouldn't be able to see you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Close the curtain, please. I would literally be like a, um, a spot in the dark or something. Indeed. Uh, the video is going to be entitled The Best Unusable Fuzz. Nice. Nice. I think so we did that. Didn't when we? did you get a blue box? 
Ah, nah, you oh, see. Oh, no, you didn't. Th- this, <laughs> makes, this makes the blue box look like... Um, what's, I'm trying to think of what's the most subtle fuzz in the world that's just... I mean, that's an oxymoron in and of itself, isn't it, right there? Yeah, you just maybe stop- say a tube screamer or something. Yeah, okay, there you go. It, it makes the blue box look like a tube screamer. A distinctly average green box. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the most unusable, the best unusable um, fuzz that we've done is the dial-up fuzz by Emergy. I think, I love that thing. Yeah, oh, Brilliant. that was absolutely mental. Mm. It's Yeah, I think you'd really love that, Josh. I think you would, because it's, it is just like mad sounds in a box. Send it to him. I will, yeah. Yeah, I have to admit this uh, fuzz that uh, it's I when I took it into it's on my quad cortex board at the moment, and uh, the other guitarist is like, "What's that black box?" And I was like, "That black box is the most fun you will ever have with a pedal." And he's very like, "Just give me an amp, <laughs> give me a guitar, and I'm happy." One of the and knobs that's... is actually a lube dispenser, <laughs> <laughs> and. He goes to me, he was like, how can you use that? And I'm like, how can you not use that? And then I started showing him how it works, different other effects. And he was just like, no, it, it's still noise. And I'm like, but it's not, though. It's not. It sounds, just... That sounds very much like the journey we went through with the dial-up, doesn't it? Because I was like, okay, right, now try it with some reverb and some delay. And you were like, oh, oh. It's, it's great. Um, <laughs> before I lost all the progress to my album, there was a one sound in, um, I think it was a bridge section. And I sent it to a friend of mine because I was like, can I get your opinion on this? And he went, what the fuck is that? And I was like, what bit? <laughs> And he goes, he sounds like somebody's being like sucked up by aliens or something. Oh, and I sloop dispenser. And, and I said, um, oh, that's because I'm not going to give the title away. And he's like, how have you done that? And it was blended with, I think so I used a wah fiddling with this pedal. And uh, I think I put some delay over it. And it was just the most fun I ever had. Cool. And I, th- I think many people will like it. Look forward to it. Look forward to it. Cool. Right. Um, you know what? Fuck it. We'll go straight on to the hot take. Hot take for this week. Um, this is a bit of a strange one. No, it's not. It's a bit of a strange one. Buying a new guitar pedal. Oh, in fact, it's actually before I, I mentioned this one, last week's one, horrendously, went horrendously. Um, there was one vote for the fact that Kiss... Art of 70s rock as Nirvana Art of Grunge. Um, and that was me. It, it was almost universally pad. Um I I think some people didn't didn't actually read the disclaimer and just went straight in with angry typing. Just went, this is wrong. Um jo- but... uh, any clickbait title makes me not want to listen straight away. Uh... Yes, I did see that comment, and I was just like, "What are you on about your jeb end?" <laughs> oh, jeb end! What a fantastic term! <laughs> oh, I love it. That is like proper black country. That is, love it. You jeb. Oh, I used to work with a guy who just used to call people jeb web all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking amazing! It was like just peak, 
peak British. Who remembers Jeb's Jobs? (laughs) Jeb's Jobs. Oh dear, I don't want to know Jeb's Jobs. Anyway, so we've got a hot take for this week, which does not involve... that pedal? Jeb's Jobs. (laughs) Right, hot take for this week. Buying a new guitar pedal does not make you a better player. Discuss. So Lee, I think you had some you had some strong kind of stipulations for this one, didn't you? Before uh, we you, kind of You go first, man. Well, I I've got quite a strong argument against that. I I I will kick it off. Go on. Then. Uh so I personally think that the fact that it doesn't make you a better guitar player is the biggest load of poppycock <laughs> I've ever heard. Yep. Okay. Um, you think playing guitar, it's not all about learning your scales and your modes and any other it's business not? like that. Yes, shit. We've <laughs> all when we've all bought a new pedal, you know. Let's let's be honest. No, none of us ever open the instruction manual and then go. Oh, to get this sound, you do this. To get this sound, you do this. We play. And we'll just play riffs and we will see what works, what we like, what we don't like, etc., etc. Now, during when you're playing with, say, take an SY200, for example. Okay. Because I know Lee will back me up with this one. You will play the guitar in a completely different manner when you're playing through, say, an SY200. And it all make you try things and play things that you've never done before because it's forcing you to play and write within a certain way to some to a way which you would never normally do yeah and the sy 200 is is kind of like a a a very obvious excuse me extreme example um however even if you're playing with a delay you've got to play differently yeah yeah some yeah, some effects that you just you will play to the effect the you won't play how you play and then like regardless of what the effect is doing. Yeah, well, there's there's kind of like a, a middle ground to that. Like when you're playing an SY two hundred, you will very much when you're playing any sort of synth pedal, you will very much play more to the pedal. When you're playing with a delay, it's kind of like halfway between that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think with the delay, you've got to kind. Um, I think when you're fiddling around to get the tones that you want, it's very, it's very easy to play something, and then you'll find that what you're playing is getting lost within uh, the repetition or the feedback of the notes that kind of come through. Yeah, you can't uh, play too busy, and you you've almost got to like if the if the repeats are high enough in the mix, you've got to kind of sync yourself to that rhythm as well. Yeah. And you know, I I can't stand this band, but I think a, a person that really utilizes delay well is the Edge, purely because you take the delay away from it, and all his guitar is just like it's like down, digga down, digga down, down, down. You know, it's it's it, it, <laughs> it's not like that it's, Bill it's, Bailey sketch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but it's it's a perfectly valid point because it's the the it's the delay that makes that songwriting that much better. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 instrumental to the song itself, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, and it's it almost transcends the guitar as like a 
as a statement because like guitarists before that were like this like Billy Big Bollocks, machismo fueled rock stars with l- loud roaring amps and then ripping as many notes as they could. And Edge did it in a completely different way where he's kind of engulfing everyone in a wall of I uh, think ambience. as well, if I remember seeing rightly, he uses the Line 6 DL4 thing in his rack. He famously the uses the TC2290. Mm. I mean, I don't think there's a delay that he hasn't used. That's true. Yeah. Um, let, let, let's let's take a step back to like before pedals are around and stuff like that, and think about like when you hear someone singing and you hear someone singing like in a maybe a wooden room or something like that, and then you go into a cathedral and you hear a choir singing, and, and it's just like if have you ever been in a big cathedral when a choir is singing? It, I have it, indeed. It's like it moves you, uh, and it's the <laughs> and yes, it's the harmonies and all that sort of thing, which of course pedals can have, can do as well because you can get harmony pedals. But it's this massive, great big um, reverb that's going around this this huge room, and it's just um, it's just so amazing. It really is absolutely amazing to hear, and like you're not going to get that without pedals. Apart from if you play in a large cathedral. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, uh, let me know. just pop outside and go to me cathedral. It's all right. I've just got one spare. I mean, how many of us here haven't played guitar in a cathedral? I mean, you're not going to take a cathedral down the old dog and bone, are you? So, <laughs> yeah. Um... yeah, I mean, it makes everything a lot more convenient. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. Um, But there's alternatives. Um, Is there? Yeah. Okay. Going into the the cathedral or the hall or the cave and playing the the guitar itself, if you want that reverb. Um, Florida man de- dies in caving because his fender was too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh, where are you? <laughs> I, I I would I would legit read that headline uh, like newspaper of that headline. Oh, absolutely. But we're coming back to. Uh, buying the uh, buying a new guitar pedal does not make you a better player. What does make you a better player? What what's what's your uh, what is your kind of watermark of what a better player is? Is that one better than where you are at the moment, or is it like considerably better? Is it going from um, I don't know from my level and buying a new pedal you expect to be Joe Satriani the next day, or is it buying a pedal and the next day I feel more confident in what I'm playing? Mm. Well, I suppose if if you're using that kind of incremental argument, every time you play you become a better player because you're adding one more practice on top of what you've already done. I mean, you so. you might not have practiced for a little while. Yeah, yeah, but look, every time you're playing, like even if you're rehashing the same stuff that you've done before, it's still practicing that instrument. You're still putting hours into doing that thing. So, by virtue of you just playing the instrument with the new guitar pedal, you could argue that you are becoming a better guitarist. Could Could you also argue that in that case? Uh, buying a new guitar pedal is going to encourage you to play more because it's a new toy and then therefore you will get better as as proxy 
Yeah, I think that's that's the strongest argument for it. However, the the counter argument that I have got um, is two um, completely full boxes above me of guitar pedals. Like you can see behind me, quite quite a few guitar pedals. I'm still as shit as I have ever been. So, are you though? Yeah, you, I don't think yeah. you are. Your playing's got better. No, it's not. Oh, I used it to. Has. I have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. You choose you, to. You, you can't <laughs> say. You can't say fairer than that argument, really, can you? Um, fairer than that argument. I. <laughs> I have heard footage of me playing when I first started the YouTube channel, and I believe my guitar playing was better then. <laughs> so. Um, look, in my defense, I was playing more guitar then. Look, I don't get to play as much guitar now, which would lead me to to um, the argument that practice makes my guitar playing better, not buying pedals, because I've bought loads of pedals since then. I think we are an anomaly in the situation because we get pedals and our first thing is we're going to demo them. Our first... You're an anomaly. <laughs> And you're a knobbly. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my argument is that, you know, you you buy, you get a guitar pedal and most yeah. people are like, oh yeah, this is the tone that I've been looking for. And, and hope, like, if you get a guitar pedal and you plug it in and you don't like it, that is not going to help you play. Okay, so buying a new guitar pedal won't 100% improve your playing because it's not going to inspire you to play more. But if you get a guitar pedal that does inspire you to play more, that does nail that tone that you've been hoping it will, then, uh, you know, in your rig and so on and so forth, it's going to give you more confidence, it's going to make you happier to play. And if you're a confident, happy player, you're a better player. If you don't, if you're not playing, if you're playing and you don't like your tone and you just can't, you're like, oh, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. It's going to be not as good. And that's what pedals are designed to do. They're designed to give you that tone. Also, pedals help you learn about tone. And the more you learn about tone, the better the musician you are. And guitarists are musicians. So, maybe. That. I think, I think your, your previous argument was stronger. However, I think this is where we leave it up to the, not the audience. Not exclusive, are they? It, it, it's it's multifaceted, indeed. But it's also multifaceted that tone is stored in the balls, and that <laughs> um, practice makes you better. So, <laughs> oh man, I'm just going to throw the disclaimer out here: is that um, being part of the um, the kind of meme group guitar. Uh, Guitar group where everyone acts like boomers. It's it's almost Isn't that pedal boards of doom. Wow. <laughs> 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 um, it's yes, almost fucked off. <laughs> he has, yeah, he's he's disappeared. He he's go goes, now. We'd still think he's there. <laughs> oh no, there he is. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the almost the un um, unofficial slogan of the guitar group where everyone acts like boomers is "Tone is stored in the balls." Um, so. I'm not. I'm not excluding any um, women or ladies. Tony stored in the ovaries. <laughs> Tony stored wherever you want to store tone. What if you've had a hysterectomy? 
I mean, this is not the question, damn it. This is where in the the Facebook group you are going to answer the question whether you think the argument buying you a new guitar pedal does not make you a better player is true or false. I know that a lot of people in our guitar group have pedal builders. Like, well, <laughs> we're like even those who aren't pedal builders, we're emotionally invested in this and we want to buy new pedals. So we're going to vote for it anyway. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see the, the results. I mean, right. you, you've got to face it, right? I, I probably practice my scales and and that sort of thing more than any uh, any of us three. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I don't... Uh, like, in terms of practice these days, I very rarely get to do any of it. So I, I do understand that if you want to get better as a guitarist, you do have to practice your your you know you're playing and you, um it's but i do feel that a decent guitar pedal if you pick up a decent guitar pedal it can definitely it, it can facilitate that process yeah but that's absolutely. where where we're stopping it for this this week because we've got like roughly 15 20 minutes and we are going to mention the guitar show the birmingham guitar show so there was a video on the Birmingham Guitar Show's official Facebook page, I think, and on the Instagram page. If you look at that, like it's a little drone shot of like the front front of the the building and it shows like the queue for the like the first day, you'll see one one chap in a pedal boards of doom t shirt right at the front of the queue. Andrew Bimson. That's this guy. <laughs> I was I was number one in the queue. Mainly because the parking in uh, New Bingley Hall is absolutely shit. So I got there really early. <laughs> I got there before a lot of the uh, exhibitors, actually. Did like you? I saw, yeah, saw Tate walking in, saw hi, Fletcher walking hi, in. Can't yeah. wait to see you in there. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, fangirling over them all. God. No, they like they were really cool. Like loads of the, loads of the guys came up and gave like, gave, like shook, shook my hand and like introduce themselves before we walked in um so that was really cool uh it made me feel less of a loser the fact that i was standing there on my own because uh, i was i'd been there for a good 20 minutes before the next two people came like came and joined the queue and is it uh didn't really matter that you missed your turn didn't it <laughs> On the way, <laughs> we were having a chat on the phone as he was on the way there, and we were like just like prepping the day, and like what we, yeah, having a chat about it. And he was like, "Oh bollocks, I've just missed me turning." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was there well early, uh, but yeah. So massive, massive. It was just uh, like a warm blanket of tone was the um, the guitar show because it's been it's been over two years since the last one. And we've missed it. We've really missed it. I'm yeah. I'm really gutted I weren't there because uh, I've really enjoyed the last one. Yeah, out, yeah. Out of the the UK ones, I've got to say it's it's been my most preferred experience. There I is think a the... really good one upcoming though, which is the uh, Alex's one. So oh, the FX bow. Yeah, which is going to be a, a silent one, all headphones. So um, yes, I've been um, to ones like that, and they are awesome. I'm really excited for that one, actually. Um, I'm gonna try. Um, I'm, I'm definitely gonna go there. I've, I've booked it in my calendar. It's definitely sorted, even though I've not sorted out tickets just yet. 
Um, we'll, we'll sort that out with um, Alex. Um, Josh, are you going to go? Uh, I haven't heard of this. I must be honest. So uh, I shall. Yeah, it's so it's 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 a new one. It was um, brought about by Alex of Xander Effects because um, of the frustrations of the the biggest shows where you're competing with like really loud amp uh, amp manufacturers and like the boutique guitar manufacturers as well. Because as we all know, guitars sound better cranked. Obviously. So you like you constantly competing noise wise. Um, and Alex would always bring like these headphone rigs, and you just couldn't hear it over like all of this noise, and he'd get really frustrated with it all. Um, and the the customers wouldn't be able to hear the the products as well. Um, so he thought, I'm gonna do gonna do one which is just dedicated to uh, pedal builders, and have it so that they are all silent. There's no like noisy times and quiet times. It's just all silent. And this um, began planning in 2019 before like the virus hit. Um, yeah, yeah, because it was it was, it was then. yeah it was, it was meant to happen kind of around September that year, weren't it? Yeah, 2020. So do, you take, do you take your own pet uh, like headphones or no no, 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 no. it will be headphones at the stand. And um, be like and... two notes gear or whatever. Yeah, and uh, when I yeah, went to, yeah. they had all the uh, rev amps that has the two notes gear built into it. Um, uh, the G20. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the little purple one, I think it is. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know what everyone's going to have, but everyone's got their own things. I know Stu uses, I think he uses the small trees. Um, he, he, yeah, Stu, I think Stu was just using the Cab M this time. Was he? So yeah, yeah. Uh, Cab M Plus is just, just banging. It really is. It works so well. Yeah. Oh, oh, was he? Was he using the Captor? He's got a Captor X as well. So Captor could have been X. Either. I think he might have been using the Captor X. Actually, both from on there, so you can have two people. Um, no, like his his rig was uh, a switching system between an AC fifteen, and then you switched it, and it switched to the silent rig. Because the way that the Birmingham Guitar Show works is you've got thirty minutes of full noise, and then you've got thirty minutes of quiet time. Yeah, just letting um, it just calm down just a tad. It does, and it it really helps. It really helps because um, I've been there before without ear protection mm. and I've walked out at the end of it having like a massive headache mm. um, and this time it weren't that so that was really cool uh, obviously I, I, I saw um, saw Stuart Tate like because he's a like friend of the friend of the podcast and I used it as an opportunity to try the siren scream because that uh. was released just before um, just before lockdown, pretty much. 2019, I think it was, we brought that yeah. up. Yeah. And then, like, since then, all of the shows haven't happened. So I've, I tried that, uh, and I managed to AB that against his um, Rodent 308 as well. Yeah. That the, which you'd think, quite similar circuits, but actually, there's there's differences there. Like, the, the Siren Scream is a, a lot more present, and... I think it's something that I prefer because it's a bit more, a bit more in your face, a bit more punchy, and I really liked, I, I really like the um, the sirens. That um, so you've got three clip insides uh, to that, and the the basic, the normal original sound that is um, 
based loose, more or less based on my own rat, my 87 rat. So what you're hearing there is kind of like I had the the prototype and I'm like, okay, we, we were just basically just trying to tweak it in order to get it to sound um, sound like the uh, my 87 rat. Yeah, it sounded really good. It, it, mm. I uh, I was massively impressed with the sirens because it's the first time I've tried it. Um, yeah, re- really impressed with that. I um, indeed. I also um, again got to try the the Antares, which I don't think I am being controversial in saying it is the best um, mid forward style drive on the market today. SD1. I was hoping to win one when Marcus Deluxe did his giveaway, but I, I was un- unfortunately I was unlucky with that. See, I mean, funny you should mention Marcus Deluxe because Marcus Deluxe was also at the show at the SMP and Dover um, Dover stand. And I, I tried the Dover ramps the last time we had the UK guitar show, and oh, they were really nice. Yeah, indeed. Keys, keys uh, quite funny as well. We did a video on them, didn't we? Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, I had a nice chat with Stu. To be honest, when so when I um. Went the last time, and it was a shame that um, there were a few people that were giving him a bit of a bad name, saying he ripped them off and all these other issues that he had going on with pedals. But um, Stuart, yeah, um, there was somebody that I know who had um, a custom build with um, SMP, and then apparently in in his eyes that um Stu uh dropped it on purpose. Um so he didn't have oh, to say so this it. is Stuart of S P, not Stuart of Taterface. Yeah, Stu- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stuart okay. of S M uh Stuart yeah. of SMP, not uh Taterfix. Yeah, I, um, I, I think okay. we should maybe not talk about these sort of things. So yeah. Um however not- when I met when I've when I met him, he was an absolutely lovely guy, and I did try a couple of the uh, of the models, and oh, they are sublime! They are absolutely sublime. Yeah, yeah, like the SMP stuff. I um, I tried them at the I think it was Olympia that we went to where SMP were at, weren't it? Uh, mm. um, just thinking, uh, I. I don't remember SMP. Are they the guys that have all the? Um, the oh, I don't remember SMP. Oh, I must. I, I must have gone around with Will for that one. And I, I, yeah, I. I what did I do? That? Was, did I, was yeah, that when I the, went to see that pedal show. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. Um, we got an interview with um, with Stu from SMP and. Like the uh, the Telecaster that he makes, the Tritty, is just it's oh. it's it's made me consider um, buying it because it's it's just that good of a um, like it's that higher quality standard. Um, but yeah, so I, I tried I tried them through through the Dovers. Dovers not necessarily my um, my wheelhouse because they're quite high gain. Um, amps they are like i tried them on like a bluesy crunchy channel which they did did an all right job considering that they're a a big old chunky metal amp 
But I was, again, I was I'm really impressed with the SMP stuff. Um, I went to if see. If I had the money, I would definitely go to him for a custom build. Yeah, yeah, and the um, like he had on display the one that he'd made in conjunction with Marcus Deluxe as well. It was yeah. like more of a like a slightly more classic looking one, a bit, bit like a kind of double cut Les Paul, but like a, a bit softer, um, softer edging than a double cut Les Paul, um, and that was beautiful. That was amazing, like really beautiful violin burst kind of on it. So that like I can't wait until they start coming out as a, um, as a model. So SMP we're talking about now. Yeah. yeah, that's like a really, really cool, cool look. I, I think it was called the Atlas. Yeah, um, I you... like the. Uh, I think it's called like the Ic- Ic- Icarus or uh, something I like call. that. Uh, yeah, like the Jazzmaster kind of style body. Yeah. But they're yeah, like they're got Atlas, like highly spec, don't they? Orpheus. Um... Yeah. The tri- Three Orpheus cool. ones are nice Critical. as well. Uh, yeah, uh, so I went to see uh, Maybury Guitars as well. Who um, I featured a guitar of theirs on Pedal Boards of Doom channel. Uh, they do uh, like they used to do quite a lot of um, Shishi Caban um, kind of burnt wood finish um, well, no, guitars, which are really... <laughs> no, so like similar similar kind of process, like where you blowtorch the top of the uh, top of the wood and it chars it but it seals the wood as well and then you kind of rub it back so that you've got none of the charring still but you get this really like pronounced wood grain finish and it gives like a really tactile finish to your guitars um and he's he's moved away from that a little bit now where he's got like some amazing kind of burl tops um just just fantastically finished guitars and they they play incredibly as well and he uses a um like a range of pickups he's used sunbear he's used fuentes and he uses fletch quite a lot as well so i i <laughs> i got to play um a few maybury's i was playing one of these maybury um one of these maybury guitars like his like upper upper end one i think it was like 3 grand for this one I was playing it, it was really nice and I was wondering, like the 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 people who were walking past seemed to be looking like directly away from me. I'm like, my plane's not that bad, surely. Surely it's not that bad. Looked over, it was Monty's guitar, which were opposite. Yeah. Pete Honore was there, weren't he? Uh, Peter Honore. Yeah, yeah. No Fucking way. Danish Pete was like stood right in front of me. So I'm like, well, can't play now, can I? No. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I saw I saw Maybury Maybury stuff. Um, obviously, went to see Fletch. Possibly the my favourite tone of the entire show. And this is um, this is not talking lightly. Was a Fletch Fletch Telecaster through um, a like. So it was a, a tone bender style circuit. Not sorry, not a tone bender. Um a well, treble booster again. style circuit. <laughs> so a treble booster style circuit. Like, but rather than being in a pedal format, do you know the old the original treble mm. like Dallas Rangemaster treble boosters? Yeah, yeah. 
like the like the ones that sat on top of the amp, like one of those, all all on, and then through a Thorpey mushroom cloud, and raise the dead. <sighs> dirty, dirty, dirty sustain. Like I was doing the Gary Moore um, Parisian oh, walkways note. note. Yeah, held it, and it just stayed forever. It will. This fucking thing's gonna self oscillate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it it was. It was. Oh my god! I was having to control it with the the guitar volume because it was it was on that point where if you like fully whacked it open, it would just scream. Hmm. But our best best tone of the show. So um, Fletcher, um, I think he said it was an Al Nico three Telecaster set. With, um, so he uh, like Fletch does these uh, maple caps for his pickups. So he like tops the pedals with like a maple veneer, and they were they had that, and they had like a little, um, kind of black transparent, translucent kind of finish. So it almost had like a like a tiger striping on the uh, pickups. They were amazing. They were really good, and that guitar you will end up seeing because that guitar got bought on the Sunday. By you? It was by uh, one of our old Patreon backers, actually, by Joey Plays Riffs um, from Abstraction on Instagram. Worth checking out. We, uh, like I'd seen him a few times as well. We we hung out a bit. It was really cool. Um, I finally got to play some Fidelity guitars as well. I made it my mission to go and play a Fidelity because I've Very been good. coveting after. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Uh, so I played two, uh, two Fidelity models. I played the Stella Rosa Junior, which is a slightly stripped back version of the Stella Rosa. And then I played the full fat Stella Rosa. So Stella Rosa Junior, I played first, which is a single pickup version. The pickup is like a Charlie Christian style, like bladed P90 almost, in the middle position of the guitar. So really kind of balanced, balanced sound. That one, um, it was it was a nice guitar. It was a nice guitar, but then I tried the full fat Stellarosa. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I, I tried it through um, Matt's, um, what can only be described as like flight deck of a pedal board. <laughs> uh, there was there was a couple of uh, like a couple of drive pedals, but then the majority of the board went through the loop of the Game Changer Plus pedal. And this is where I got to try the Game Changer pedal. And very nice. Very, very nice. It's a bit fun, isn't it? It feels so intuitive it, to be pressing a button, like a, a pedal down, like on a piano. It's, yes. Uh, you know, I, I love the sustain pedal on a piano. It's just like, you know, because you usually use it in time with um, with what you're playing, don't you? You kind of like pump it with um, as you play it. So you kind of like, you're in. Yeah. So it releases. Yeah, you're kind of flowing with it, aren't you? Like, yeah. You can Almost do that exactly the same with a plus pedal if you set it up and it just feels so natural. 
Well, what I, what I used it for was to just create massive pads. Mm. So uh, I used it like just creating like a, a big open E chord and then held it. And then I played all these like weird modal stuff over the top of it whilst also introducing like the um, uh, Ripley Falls from Jam yeah. on there. On top of that, adding the EHX freeze as well. So the Ripley Falls is uh, um, a vibrato e chorus e. No, it, it, the Ripley Falls. Um, I've got I've got it over here. So you've got a chorus on one side, then you've got a phase on the other side. The phase is a uh, a phase forty five. Okay, yeah. And then the chorus is is more or less like a, a modded C two. And that that was only affecting the trails as well. So that was like adding this swishy warbly goodness underneath oh like i was i was speaking to matt afterwards and and we were were having a joke about that he he's created a board where you only have to play your first note and then you can get (laughs) the the pedal board to do the rest hello josh i haven't seen you in about half hour how are you doing (laughs) you can thank google for that the brightness of google indeed So I, I I was really um really excited to be playing the um the fidelity. I the the uh the Stella Rose that I played had a um had a Wenge neck as well and it was like Ooh. like oil finished I think rather than like poly or or like nitrocellulose finished. And it was it was just just so nice. Yeah, it's not really my sort of guitar, but I, I like the the kind of rawness of it. It, it, it both t- it both looks like something you might pick up at a jumble sale, but also something you might buy at an auction at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's so many little details on the fidelity stuff. All of the uh, like, so the the bridge system. It, like at first glance, it just looks like a normal kind of Telecaster bridge with a Jazzmaster bridge, like the Jazzmaster vibrato kind of tacked onto the back. Yeah. But the bridge system is um, so intricate that it's it, it has to get them machined for like specifically for his guitars, and it's all of these like tiny little details that he puts into it. That makes those. It just adds this like beautiful finishing touch. It was. It was talking to me about the um, like the unique way that he mounts the pickups as well, because they've always got these like almost like base plates that they go onto. Yeah, on the, and those on the are specific. Yeah, and they're specifically made for those guitars as well. So he has to like get those machined as well. Yeah. So all of these little. Um, Accoutrements are <laughs> all right, Dale boy. <laughs> <laughs> what they are, like, they are bespoke to those instruments. We say, Josh, it's a bit of a big word for this time on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, he'd be putting an umbrella in his uh orange juice in a minute. <laughs> so, I was, I was really cool with that. I, I really, really dug the uh fidelity stuff. I'm going to be keeping an eye out on them. And potentially looking to see if my uh, my budget can afford something from the fidelity line because I I really liked it. So I was um 
was working on uh, a company's pickups this week. Um, they're called Wiz Pickups. Um, That's a great name. Yeah, and they their attention to detail is, I want to say, on the same sort of level as this, but it's it's much more because um, they're recreating path pickups, unlike you know the pole pieces. They've gone down to uh, like they mill their own pole pieces, but if the pole pieces, if the um, the laving marks aren't the same as on the originals, they don't use them. It's it's loads of stuff like that, and it's like absolutely, absolute cray cray. It really is. Um, yeah, indeed. After- did you just sorry? Did you just say absolutely cray cray? Yeah. Fucking hell, you've gone more fucking Gen Z than I am. <laughs> uh, so there's there's a few people I want to give give some shares to who, who I saw around the show. I saw loads of Andrew Bimpson, um, who was just an absolute dude, just amazing, amazing chap. Um, saw it like he he was around Tate Effects, around Fletch, around all, all of these people who are who I had like. Spent spent quite a few. <laughs> what are you doing, Lee? Uh, are you are you okay? You don't mix orange and green. I'm sorry, but you just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, that's a customer's probably asked for that. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm just going through pictures of the elder, the Stellarosa, and someone's because the pitch pit guard on the Stellarosa is like. It kind of like covers probably yeah. about seventy percent of the body, and they've got this. It's so seventies. It's so easy. You've got this crab orange kind of um, body with <laughs> yeah. this like military green scratch plate, and ugh, nah, not for me that one. Not not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, the one that I played was like this beautiful, um, like a kind of surf green like a really rich surf green with a foam green yeah with um with a torque guard and it was beautiful my gosh some of those like the 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 aged cream with the um fingy pick guards beautiful that it was that one that one that one right there yeah yeah this is a, a yeah i'm with you it was beautiful um yeah, so got to see uh, Andrew Bimson quite a bit. Got to see um, HB guitar, um, absolutely ripping some guitars. A new asshole. He can play. My gosh, he can play. Uh, obviously, got to see Joey plays riffs. Um, we spent some time at the uh, the Fletch um, stand together, playing some some pretty pretty hefty stuff. He he was he took quite a shine into the Dover amps as well, actually. Um, so I think. Joey, Joey, and Josh would uh, would get on quite well. Um, obviously, got to see Marcus Deluxe. Had a really cool chat with a guy from um, a pedal company called Ritual Devices. Um, I already like the name of that. Indeed, like absolutely massive noise machines they are. Like some mental sounds are coming from those pedals. I'm hopefully going to have a um, a little chat with with the chap from uh, Ritual Devices pretty soon because I think he might be a really interesting one to get on the cast for a little chat. The um, His name's Wood, <laughs> W-U-D. 
Uh, he's just a just a re- real cool chap. Like we had a had an amazing chat. He said he recognised me from Pedalboards of Doom YouTube, which was cool. Woo! Uh, so officially famous now. Um, <laughs> but there was a there was a, a moment towards the end of uh, end of the day where Stuart went over to see um, Ritual Devices because it's just noise fuzz. Um, and that is absolutely Stu's wheelhouse. So he was like, he was giving Stu this demo. I was stood at Stu's stand trying this siren scream. Um, and then a customer came over. So I ended up being being Stuart for a little while. <laughs> and showing Please this guy. tell me you made a trip to the Redbeard effects. So I'd, like Redbeard and Thorpe were just down the road from Stu, actually. And I went over a few times, but to the testament of both of those stands, they were always so busy. Um, I, I didn't get a chance. Yeah, fair enough. I tried about three times, uh, but I wasn't going to like muscle in on some other people's happy times because <laughs> I'm just I'm just that nice of a guy. Um, but I did. I had a had a quick chat with Adrian. He he's. He always makes the the time to to acknowledge and and say hi, which is really cool. Uh, he's he's been on the podcast before, um, and and he's been on the Guitar Geeks podcast. Indeed, indeed. So we might have to get him on, uh, do it like another um, product spotlight, just to go over some of the new stuff. The the Doppler for um, the. What what is it called? Sorry, Paul Stoppler. Paul Stoppler. Um, I I've been told that that is pretty pretty mental. It's like the modulation equivalent of a fuzz factory, where you can turn the knobs to certain points and just nothing will happen. And I'm excited by that because I like pedals that you can like unintentionally break. So then you're then you're going to like the demo of the fuss that I'm going to be doing. Indeed, teasers, teasers, teasers. And Thorpe is also one of those people that if he's taking the piss out of you, then you're you're like you're in good stead with him. Indeed, he's he's that sort of a chap, and yeah, he is an absolute gem. I'm just going to check my uh, fingers just to make sure I've not forgot anyone because I probably have. Um, but no one who matters. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you frozen. He he went there. Um, no, so like if I have if I have forgotten anyone, just just shout out. Like go into the Fretbook, uh, Fret Talk Facebook group and just, just shout out because I will give you a personal shout out on next week's podcast um but i think we're probably at a point where we can call it a day for for uh for this week yeah it's like nearly 11 o'clock i want to go to bed indeed i mean it's it's almost 10 here because that's how time works i have thoughts of a a new uh hot take for next week cool right maybe you you tell us after this cast's over Uh, i I think uh, so Cool. But before we do that, we've got to give a sizable acknowledgement to our Patreon backers, who are the most awesome people. 
Uh, some of them in real life as well. Mr. Andrew Bimson is one of them. As little as $2 a month, you can be part of that exclusive crew. I was going to say, for, for $2 a month, you can be Andrew Bimson. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got something to say about that. Who would Andrew be oh. then? I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe they just move across one in the in the, the order, so he'd have to he'd have to be Doug Chris then, I reckon. It'd be like when you're selling your house and it's a chain and you have to wait for like the last person. <laughs> like an upward chain, yeah, cool. <laughs> right, so rather than talking about upward chains, we're going to give a sizable acknowledgement to our Patreon backers who are as follows. Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh G. Boner. We- <laughs> Hugh G. Rection. Uh, we also have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and of the Birmingham Guitar Show. Yeah. We have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast, which I was listening to literally today. Oh, it's good stuff. On the uh, topic of Mr. Hugh G. Rection, yes. um, I bought, because I was unfortunately unable to go to the Devin Townsend tour he was doing, you bought uh, there was a Swedish shirt. made penis enlarger. <laughs> yeah, what you, you see? You saw me watching Austin Powers as well. <laughs> um, he had a shirt that was on sale on his tour, and I saw it, and I thought I immediately must own that shirt. And thankfully, it arrives tomorrow. But on the shirt, it actually says Hugh Janus. Way the distant cousin of Hugh Janus, I believe. <laughs> Uh, I wondered where that was going. Yeah, I so thought there would I. be a On lot more personal details shared there. I thought, but <laughs> <laughs> both both you and my uh, my uh, heads kind of went, yeah, uh, uh, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if you want to catch me online, you can find me at Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Budget Pedal Chap. YouTube is the home to the No Talk or Tone series, and the home to the No Talk or Tone Versus series, which we did. Recently, Marshall in a box, K-Lone versus Joyo, which went down pretty nicely. Meab. Yep, Meab. We also did the TC Electronics Carbon Copy. We've got the next two weeks already recorded. So if you go onto the, the thingy, you can you can see them because they're already scheduled. Um, Josh, you are at JoshyZK at YouTube. And you also do the Guitar Geeks podcast. Yes, and I actually have a new episode going live this week. <laughs> Lee is no, deep-throating a microphone. I was going to say it's going live this week. It would have gone live by the time this goes live. Indeed. Yeah. So, Lee, Lee where, where can we find you apart from on special interest adult <laughs> um, uh, You can find, we can find you on, on Pedal Boards of Doom, can't we? Yes, um, all over the place. If, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know what Pedalboard to Demon is, is. And if you don't, go and check us out on Facebook. Where have you been? And, um, <laughs> and we've got Instagram and these sort of things. And Joshy Boy is taking care of Instagram now for us, which is wonderful. I but am, we'll... yes, indeed. And we all contribute towards the Pedalboards of Doom YouTube channel as well. YouTube. 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 Faux show. Right, so... 
from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chub, from Mr. Oh my gosh, it's Josh, from Chunky Boy out, Chunky Boy, from Lee Padabba da Baba da Baba da Do, it will be a tatty boy and good night for this week. Sorry, Was the computer cold? Because he had a virus. It left its all. It left all its windows open. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Uh, I thought my. I thought mine was better. <laughs> you know what? We're having that one. We're having it. Why not? Why not?